What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Wow! I Can Talk Now, the podcast. Alright, so this is going to be probably uh, deja vu for some of you, but definitely for me. Um, this is going to be another uh, New England Patriots episode, uh, but this one not going to be on the path to uh, the playoffs, but um, how we um, got into the playoffs from the Week 18, the first ever Week 18 of uh, the Patriots history, and we'll have then see uh, what uh, matchup we'll have following the Raiders-Chargers game, and um, I'll go over all that uh, in this video. So, I mean, this this podcast will hopefully turn into a video. It's one day. Always believe in one day. So, for before I go into the, the next game, I'm going to start with the previous one. Uh, it was against Miami, the last game, Week 18, the first time in Patriots history. Uh, the negatives in that game, we gave up 17 points in the first half before scoring. Uh, it was raining a bit in Miami, uh, another factor going against the Pats. And the third one is bad penalty in general, bad luck. Uh, so for the positives, uh, I got uh, got a good uh, efficient drive to score a touchdown before the first half ended, uh, especially Mac Jones throwing it and uh, mixing it with some uh, run plays as well. Uh, the defense over in over the first half like uh, slowly improved. Kyle Van Noy with the big tackle on third down to force a fourth in Miami in that uh, first half. Damian Harris, who was questionable at the start, you know, caught and ran for big plays. Um, need Mac, uh, his supporting parts to be up and running smooth. Big Mac. <laughs> um, don't see me for that. Anyway, uh, Nelson Aguilar uh, gets a big play, too. Uh, that's what uh, Kraft paid him for. <laughs> it was funny. Wilkins, a defender from Miami, he was pumping as a celebration after he sacked uh, Mac Jones. It was probably a symbol for the season that has gone against uh, us against Miami. Um, hasn't been that good. But, you know, we got, we kept it close. Um, it was a nine-point loss, but we still kept it close, I think, to, uh, given all the negatives. Uh, interesting point for the week leading up to the uh, playoffs, because we're going to the playoffs and uh, the Dolphins aren't. Uh, Billy B. Uh, Belichick has never entered the playoffs as a coach of a wildcard team. Hmm. All 17 years that he was in the playoffs, um, it was as a division winner. Uh, it's going to test the character of uh, the Pats and the Bills, um, but also for Bill Belichick uh, and his legacy. All right, so in this matchup against the Bills, um, I just uh, looked up a stat that uh, uh, a divisional matchup uh, in the playoffs, a rematch, uh, the underdog, uh, and 5-2 and two to win outright. And I'd say those uh, stats, especially the 5-2 and two outright, to say that stats, along with uh, fans, believe that the Patriots will win. And I think uh, it's very likely. Just to jump in with some uh, Canadian content, just because, uh, you know, the government up here would be mad at me if I didn't do that. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit joking. Um, I just wanted to include Smargo's news because I just saw it. It would come out in the ticker, and I wanted to let you guys know. Um, kicker, uh, starting kicker for the Toronto Argonauts, Brandon Beatty. I like to call him BB. Uh, and wide receiver, um, uh, Davis, I, I forget his first name, but he's a he was a productive wide receiver for for us. I definitely saw him uh, catch quite a bit of passes, uh, fifty one. Um, so um, both of them are definitely going to be needed if we want to, you know, go as far as we did uh, last year. So uh, a one signing. So hopefully we'll continue to uh, keep building the team over the off season and uh, keep uh, uh, having that contending uh, attitude. This is the big wild card game. <clears throat> go Pats, go! Even though this is the first uh, time they've been in this position, uh, Bills are at home, so they're going to be all hyped up with the Bills mafia behind them. 
opening defensive drive wasn't as organized or as aggressive as I thought it would be. Uh, two pro bowlers, and you let Josh Allen run for 30 yards in his fir- on his first drive. Definitely has to get better over the course of the game, guys. Uh, let's go, uh, Mac Jones. Uh, you got to get a first down to keep the defenders warm and fresh. Um, uh, looked uh, like a good drive for Mac, except there were a few juicy drops for the few receivers. Uh, Mac did have a clutch run in the f- for a first down. So both these guys are running. Uh, then Micah Hyde snatched the soul out of the drive. Great play by Micah Hyde. 14 nothing Bills. Uh, first t- turnover of the game goes against the Pats. Looks like the Pats didn't come prepared. You know, never thought I'd say that, you know, in the first quarter. Like, it just looked crazy awful. Or the start of the second, three and out, not good enough. Like, what's going on here? I've never seen the Pats just be absolutely unprepared. Red zone D today, it's not good. Because uh, Singletary's getting going, and, you know, Pats are just have got big trouble going. So it's 20 nothing Bills. You know, this is an awful look. Um, so the penalties back the Pats offense up to a third and 20 which of course they didn't convert on because that's a huge huge uh, field to convert with Uh, back to back plays uh, for the Bills with Singletary on the run and then digs with the catch the Bills are back in Pats territory and then there goes that man Josh Allen on a big run play again speaking of Singletary gets a TD himself 27-0 Bills Bills are the first team since the Pats in 2018 to score a touchdown on the first four drives. Oh, maybe we're not as good as we thought we were. Oh. The first half from hell for the Pats. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Down by 24. Largest deficit in postseason franchise history. Yikes. I don't know how the Pats are going to get out of this one. 27-3 uh, to three at the half. First half uh, positive for the Pats. This is a little bit of summary, but I'm going to go with the positive first because I like to go positive first. Not too many injuries. Uh, it doesn't look like um, Bill Belichick is throwing this one for himself, which is great. Um, uh, and Mac Jones made a few smart plays. Um, you know, despite a couple uh, iffy throws or some jittery, you know, throws. You know, Folk uh, kicked uh, one to get points on the board, so that's good. Can't stop the Bills' offense with the first negative. Four TDs on the first four drives, like I just said. Um it really looks like the D has been on the field for a long time. Like, it's tired. They're more injury-prone. You know, they're more, like, just uh, dis- disoriented generally. Uh, Josh Allen looks unstoppable out there. That's really the big key, I think. If we're going to lose, that's why. <clears throat> All right, so Pats will receive to start the second half. So this is how we got to start the quarter. And if uh, we start bad, then I'll just turn it off because... I'm not going to watch the fourth quarter. I'm going to depend on the highlights because right now the Pats are playing like shit. Uh, back-to-back first downs. That's nice. That's how we need to start playing better. Uh, and another turnover against the Pats. <sighs> Lost a tip drill. Just seems like everything's clicking for Buffalo, proving why they're the AFC champs. AFC East champs, anyway. We'll see if they're AFC champs soon. Um, how do I know? Well, they got, a, they got a TD, another one, <laughs> on a first and 20. So they had like three or so plays to get it, but they were like, nah, let's just get a touchdown on this first one. 33-3 and three to three for the Bills. After this offensive drive, if they get no points, I'm done here for the Pats. Like, there's no way that they can come back if they don't get anything. Ke- uh, Kenny Bourne does have a slick catch um, to get 30 uh, on 30 in the Bills' territory. It's very, very um, uh, different for us this game. Uh, and then he gets the number called again and gets to the 20-yard line. Let's go, Kenny. Fourth and goal. Gotta go for it to stay alive. 
And Kenny catches it for a TD. Let's go. First passing TD in the playoffs for Mac Jones. 33-10. and 10. Hopefully it won't be the last. Uh, even with that TD, he needs to come up big. And I'm done with these live notes because they didn't come up big. Pats end up losing. I don't want to tell you the score because it doesn't really matter. Um, because I'm just going to rant here for a little bit because this is the, the after-game and after-season rant. Um, Bill, how do you not let or how did you call a game in the cold um, but then let Mac Jones call out all the plays when you don't have anything? Anyway, that's it for shots and the individuals. Bill, Mac, and Kenny are all um, exempt from this rant because they all played, they all did pretty well. Um, the whole team actually looked bad um, from defense, which was surprising because defense was our our big um, factor in why we got to the playoffs. And they just didn't look like they could stop anybody. It didn't look like they could predict uh, what the Bills were going to do or um, catch them offside or anything like that. Um, the offense, it was just it, – it, it's not all on Mac Jones, right, even though he's the, the, the guy behind center. Um, it is also on the, the running game, which didn't really do as much as I thought it would do. Um, I thought it would open up the game for us, but it didn't really do it. Um, and, you know, special teams, you know, there wasn't really a chance for them to get out there very much. Um, so overall, it's definitely not good enough to knock off the AFC champs, as um, evidenced by them going on. And uh, Bill has proved this year that um, the Pats were a way better team than um, what was predicted. Um, but he's got to uh, redo it again next year, essentially, in order for me to fully trust him. Um, it is definitely impressive, and I do give him credit that uh, this season was definitely way successful. It's just, if it's not consistent, if it's just like a flash in the pan, right, this could be a long, long road back to the playoffs for us. So uh, I'm just trying to enjoy, I tried to enjoy this playoff game as much as I could, and I, I, I did. Um, so uh, it was a good season overall, boys, and let's uh, prepare for next season, and let's get a good start next season. All right, so I'm going over the uh, Argos coaching staff. It's uh, going to be quite different for next year, and I know that because there's only two returning from this year: the linebackers coach uh, Kevin Ibean and the D-back, D-back coach Josh Bell. Um, a bunch of new ones. So here we go: Mike Miller, QB coach. Uh, he was an offensive assistant with uh, my mom's favorite team, the storied NFL franchise Pittsburgh Steelers, from 9903. He helped Mike, Tom- Mike Tomlin and Big Ben get acclimated to the Steel City. Uh, he was a pass game coordinator and a wide receivers coach for the Arizona Cardinals uh, from 08 to 2012. Uh, this helped the lowly Cardinals, which hadn't really made it to the Super Bowl uh, in Arizona until then. Uh, they made the Super Bowl in 2008 and then lost to his former team, the Steelers. Uh, he jumped to being full-time offensive coordinator in 2011 and 12 for the Cardinals. Uh, he has experience in Canadian football. Uh, in 2013, Montreal Alouettes hired him to be offensive coordinator for just one season. I like this pick for QB coach because he helped lead the Cardinals to their first Super Bowl appearance uh, in a dog's age, uh, and he has recent uh, CFL experience. Seems like he could stick around for one full year. Next one, Chris Sweet, offensive line coach. Notable jobs. He coached at the collegiate level for a while. Howard, Norfolk State, and Lyon College. Uh, hopefully still has a few connections from over there to get some prospects. Um, in 2007, he moved to the CFL as an offensive line coach. Uh, he coached several teams, including the Rough Riders, the Elks, the Alouettes, and Stamps. Uh, he won a great cup with the Stamps in 2008. Uh, like the first guy, I think he can stick around for at least one year. Uh, Pete Costanza, uh, receivers coach. Uh, most CFL experience 
uh, new coach this cycle. He spent 12 years at the Stampeders, winning three Grey Cups, moved to the Bombers in 2019, and won the championship in 2021. Edwin Harrison, uh, running back and quality control coach. Uh, this is an interesting pick because he played guard for the Kansas City Chiefs for a couple of years. Uh, he moved to the CFL and played for the Stamps. Um, <clears throat> this is his first job as a coach, and to be the quality control coach and the running back guy seems a little weird to me. We'll see, though. Uh, William Field, secondary coach. Uh, that's behind the defenders, like the uh, uh, defensive line. Uh, basically, like the safeties and uh, free safety, strong safeties, they're back there, essentially. Um, so recently, he coached at Peru State College in Nebraska. He was a D coordinator. Uh, in 2009, he was a secondary coordinator position uh, with the XFL's Tampa Bay Vipers. In his playing days, he was a player for the Blue Bombers and the Stampeders. In 2001, he ran a Grey Cup as a player. So, another interesting hire. Uh, last one is Mickey Donovan, for now. Uh, special teams coordinator. Uh, so, he spent the last three, last four years in this capacity with the Montreal Alouettes. Overall, uh, I like the picks. Um, some of them are a little bit interesting. Some of them are a little bit weird, but I like it.